0: Hello, Charlie, Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Welcome back troops, you're back with me, Tomo, on the Granite Zero podcast. It's good to be back as always, good to be talking, good to be upbeat and happy for a change. That's <laughs> nah, all good. Hope you're all keeping well, I hope you're staying safe, hope you're staying positive and let's uh, kick off today's show, as it were. I like to start most of my podcasts, obviously, with a bit of news, a bit of current events, a bit of sport, you know, that sort of thing. And what has been in the news? Well, there's only one thing, really, that's been um, popping up on Twitter and what have you, and that's obviously Brexit. What the fuck is going on with Brexit? I know I semi-spoke about it last time. I said I didn't really know much about it. And guess what? Still don't. Apparently there's a million people that marched in protest to it, to bring back the vote. Bring back the vote to the people, they say. Last time I checked, we did a vote, and 17 million plus people voted to leave? Let me say that again, right? 17 million plus people voted to leave, leave, so that's the majority vote. But yet they want to bring the vote back for another referendum to try and change it because they didn't like the outcome because they lost a the vote. Some crazy people, you know, and a lot of these people who are protesting inverted commas to this um, this Brexit deal or no deal as it as it is. Um, or whatever the fuck is happening. A lot of them are jumping on the bandwagon. A lot of them are those snowflakes. A lot of them are people that don't really know anything to do with life or have life skills or common knowledge on anything. They're overeducated fucktards, to put it nicely. And when you start, putting signs all over fucking memorials, I don't know if you've seen it, there's a picture out there on Twitter of these, you know, bring the vote back to the people, uh, vote remain, fucking signs all over the Royal Tank Regiments Memorial in London. I'm sorry, but that puts a bad taste in my mouth. I'm all for you protesting about it, but don't go and mark, have a mark of disrespect on these memorials you know these are for people to go and pay tribute to the people that have lost their lives in war zones especially the likes of the royal tank regiment that did wonders in world war one world war two and other conflicts around the world don't go and be disrespectful to that sort of thing you know you haven't given your time up um, put your life on the line to do anything for the country. But yet yeah, you're going to protest all this stuff and deface a memorial. Get a grip. Start sparking, yeah? It's a fucking disgrace. And... The reason why I get so fucking worked up about it is because I'm a patriot. I love my country, funnily enough. That's why I put the uniform on. That's why I went to war three times, because I love this country. And in my opinion, these politicians... Both sides, the ones that voted Leave, the ones that voted fucking Remain, the ones that are undecided and fucking two-faced and liars, like all of them, pretty much, they're an embarrassment. I'm proud of this country. I'm proud of our history. We have a very, very long, distinguished history. You know? And these people are... Just a disgrace. They've forgotten what it means to be British. They've lost that stiff upper lip. They've lost that fight. They've lost that will to win and be the best. That's what it means to be British, to be the best. There's a reason why we are Great Britain, and that's because we are great. Yeah, These guys, these politicians, whether you voted remain or leave... The people that are representing us don't know what it is to be British, it seems. You wouldn't see fucking Winston Churchill pussyfooting about with all this. Definitely not. The man was a fucking legend and helped us win World War II along with the Americans. You know, he knew what it took to be British. And... These people, they don't, not at all. And it's fucking upsetting and it makes me angry, the fact that that you've got one million people on the march, singing and dancing, making a fool of themselves. What would happen, right, if we did the vote again and the vote was to remain? You wouldn't see the Leave population singing and dancing like that. Do you know what we would have done? We would have got on with it and just fucking dealt with it that way. Unlike these these people. Excuse my, um, my language. But, you know, it's a tricky one. It's a tough one. You know, politics is always a sore subject and especially something as big of an influence as this. You know, the Americans have it with Trump as president We have it with this Brexit deal. You're not going to cater for everybody, but there's absolutely no need for this sort of stink. How about you accept what the people voted in the first place and deal with it that way. Make Britain great again. Just like make America great again. You know? MAGA. Why can't we be Great Britain again? Because we can, not because you're going to upset someone, and then when you upset someone, oh, they start crying and protesting. Get a fucking grip. Jesus Christ. Oh, you've offended me. I'm going to protest. Oh... Everybody voted for Conservative. I wanted Jeremy Corbyn as the Prime Minister. Oh, I'm going to cry about that as well. Fuck me. Stop whinging and moaning about it and fucking get on with it. Rant over on that one. <laughs> oh, That's going to be a shock for you lot when you first uh, start listening to this one, if it's the first one you've listened to. Jesus Christ, Tomo. All the F words. I'm going to look back on this when I get older and my daughters are going to re- fucking listen to it. And they're going to be like, Dad, your language. Oh, apologies. But when I get worked up about it, you know, I'm going to first to hold my hands up. I don't really know what is going on, pretty much like the rest of the country. But when you see people protesting instead of just getting on with it, it really oh, it, it bugs me. It really does. And then you deface... War memorials with your banners and your signs, and it's just that is just not on and a disgrace. You're a disgrace to my country. Full stop <laughs> talking about my kids, as always. So, there's a little, little, uh, a little Jess story again. I like throwing these out there because it's like a mini me, but a female version. And she has proper first world problems. First world problems. And she almost last night, almost, I'm going to just say almost, because she was on the verge of having a full blown paddy. And this time, you ready for it? It's because her younger sister Sophia gets to sleep quicker. Yep, you heard it correctly. She gets to sleep quicker. She's like, daddy, Sophia gets to sleep in like a minute and I can't. Whinge, whinge, fucking whinge. Jesus Christ. And then it was like, she threw her teddies off and it was like, oh, I didn't want my teddies to go on the floor. You threw it, you get up and you put it back on your bed. You get up. Put it back on your bed Do you know what I mean Jeepers These are the problems I deal with Day to day basis These paddies These stupid little Annoying little things I wouldn't change her for the world Because she's a mini me And basically I'd probably have a paddy like that when I was a kid My mum used to tell me I used to get really upset If she just said I won't be your friend That was a devastating for me Devastating but, yes, it's like she's so sensitive, but yet she has these paddies and she's full of sass and she's full of attitude. I've no idea where she gets her attitude from. It's definitely not me. He says. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> so those are the types of problems I deal with at home. And these are problems that I'm now going to share with you guys, my little fan base that I've got. Anyway, other news Let's get into the sport A little bit of sport Can't talk about sport without talking about England Can't talk about sport without talking about England And Unfortunately I missed most of it Because I was busy Doing other things But I caught the highlights And England are back to being England Sounds stupid. Fast-flowing football. Football with pace. Goal scored. Perfect. 5-0. Smashed it. Not a bad thing to say. You know. It's hard being a United fan and having Raheem Sterling playing so well. I mean, the man starting at Liverpool, now a City player. It's hard to like go, yeah. I love the fact that you're scoring for England, though. Ah. But yeah, it's good to see that he's found form because I always thought he was a decent player but never had an end product. And now he is giving us the end product. You know? Up there for the vote for PFA Player of the Year. Should he get it? Uh, We'll see. I don't think so personally, obviously, um, but yeah, it's fucking brilliant to see England playing well, you know, and it's even better to see that the fans are now, since the World Cup, since Gareth Southgate took over, England are playing fast-paced, counter-attacking, fast, goal-scoring, passionate football, and that's what us as English Englishmen like to see. Passion on the football pitch. And we haven't seen passion like that since 96, I don't think, in my opinion. The whole nation around them, it's like we we want to see us succeed. We want to see that. we We want to see everything. And that is fucking brilliant for me. You know, I'm the type of football fan, type of patriot that I am, that even when the football's on, on the telly, I'll stand up and sing the national anthem. Sad, eh? But that's 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 for me. That is what I like to do. Um, and seeing England play well is brilliant. Other sporting news from the weekend. I'm going to talk about UFC. As always, you guys know that I like the... Um, UFC, I like combat sports. And uh, I only managed to catch the main event which was uh, Stephen Thompson versus Ant- Anthony Showtime Pettis. Showtime by name, Showtime by nature. And if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. Right, I'm going to talk you through Stephen Thompson first of all. He's a fantastic fighter within the UFC. He comes from like a uh, sports karate background. So he's very, he keeps distance well. He's a very, very, very good um, striker. I think he was undefeated in kickboxing, I believe, like 50 odd fights undefeated. So he's a top notch, top quality striker, you know. He's bigger than Pettis. Pettis um, has fought at 145, 155, and now 170. So, fucking huge gap in weight. And Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is probably six foot plus, I would say. He's long, got a long reach. Very good at keeping distance. Very good striker. The likes of Tyrone Woodley, who is a fucking beast. Couldn't stop him. Um, he's only lost a handful. Darren Till didn't stop him either. That went to a split decision. Anthony Pettis. Showtime. The man that comes from the Showtime fucking kick, if you haven't seen it. It's where he jumped off the cage and kicked uh, Ben Henderson in the face. Yeah, he's at it again, isn't he? flying Superman punch, KO on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Wonderboy got knocked out by Superman. And what a fucking knockout. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's like perfect timing, step back, Superman punch, square on the chin, lights out, son. Night-night, sweet dreams. And that's what they call them. Showtime. I didn't manage to... Catch any of the other fights, uh, but that I did catch. Um, that is the most interesting fight, obviously, on the card, the uh, main event. So, and it really, truly was the main event. What, a, what an ending to it! Knockout. Also, in other new in boxing news, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, let me find it quickly. Apologies for this. So it's. Um, Sam Maxwell, um, he's fucking down on points, right? Down on points, down on the scorecard, coming to the end of the fight. His opponents start showboating, like, I mean, showboating. Jumping into punches, lowering his hands, being a complete, absolute knob face. And then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, knockout. And... You know that goes for life in general. Don't be a showtime. Don't be a showtime. Don't be a show pony. Don't be a cocky cunt, and don't um, f- piss about while you're fighting. You're fighting a bloke that's obviously a decent fighter. He's a professional. Leave the showboating at home. Win with a bit of dignity, a bit of grace. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna get knocked out, and uh, that proved it. So. Big shout out to that. Big shout out to that. Um, so basically, what I want to cover in today's podcast, apart from the news and the sport that I've just um, that I've just covered, I was listening to Jocko Willink's podcast again, and the man is so motivating. But it makes me think about my time in the military. Perhaps I should stop listening to so many military podcasts because it makes me go ranting on about the military. But like I've um, said time and time again, it's a big, huge part of my life. And war, let's talk about it. It's a horrible, heinous, disgusting thing. I mean, the concept of it is to go out and kill the enemy. Some countries take it further. They rape, they pillage, they set booby traps, set IDs, um cause just devastation. It's disgusting. And if people say to me, like, they're like, Tomo, if it's so disgusting, wh- why do you talk about it so much? And the reason is, as much as I hate the acts that are going on, it is still by far the greatest achievement I've done. And it's the best thing I've done. And to quote the movie Fury, it's the best job I've ever had. And the reason for that is, is the camaraderie that comes with it. It's not that I'm an adrenaline junkie. Excuse, excuse my face not working. It's not because I'm a, an adrenaline junkie. It's not because I crave going there and and things like that. And it's not that I want to be back. Well, maybe it is. Maybe I do want to be back. But it's not I want to be back because of war. It's because of the men that I served with. And some of the best people I know. Some of the most intelligent, some of the funniest, some of the down, downright just alley blokes I've ever worked with, I served with. And I keep in contact to those that I'm closest to still. And it's th- they're the reason why I'm so proud to say that I'm a, I'm a former serviceman. I'm a veteran. They're the reason. And they're the reason why I would go out and fight. It's not because I want all the accolades. I don't want to be called a war hero. I was a man among heroes. Yeah, I would go out and fight just to make sure that my brother to my left, my brother to my right would come home safe that was that was the goal that was the idea and it's it's strange the bond you have with a group of individuals you're just thrown with you know you would some of the people that I served with if you met them outside of that environment you probably wouldn't be friends but you're forced together and you're fused together and you form these bonds, and these bonds are like nothing you've ever, ever thought about. They're your brothers. You know everything about them. You spend 24 hours a day with some of these people, especially through basic training, especially on operations. You're spending hours and hours and hours talking and making these bonds and these friendships that will last forever. I've spent more time with some of the guys I served with than I have with most of my family. So from time to time, you fall out with family members and they're like, why are you arguing with me about this when you've got this person here and he's, he's attacking me with this subject and you're sticking up for him? Why is that? That's because that's my brother. Yeah? Yeah. He's more family to me than you've ever been. That's, that's the mad thing about it. And through all this, all this time, all these, all these um, memories, these bonds, these moments that you've had, when you leave eventually, if you leave and you become a veteran of the, of the community, you still keep those bonds, but you also keep these little tells, these little military signs that you have. It could be the way you speak, terminology you use, like Jen, Ali, gopping, rats, mincing, you know. Nobody else knows anything. They have no clue what you're talking about. You do, your mates do when you're at the pub and you're still talking about it. The big, huge thing is the military sense of humour, I think. The dark sense of humour. It doesn't matter where you are in your in your life cycle whether you're a warrant officer of 35 years that you've retired or you're a private LAC after 2 years 5 years whatever you've still got this dark sense of humor and there's what there's one guy that I know still kept his sense of humor and that's um a, a friend of mine Stuart Robinson who unfortunately lost both his legs in an IED blast in, in Bastion. Uh, he set up his own little charity, which I'll mention now. Um, and funnily enough, it's called Team Legless. Of course it is. Why wouldn't you make a joke about that? A lot of, um, a lot of people would say that aren't uh, former military people, they would think, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit tasteless. He obviously th- thinks it was quite funny. Team Legless, he's got no legs, you know. Um, and he is a, a fucking brilliant man. He does he does fucking so much for the R.E.F. Uh, Benevolent Fund uh, and other uh, other charities, and he's done so much for the regiment itself as well uh, before and after his accident. He's a, he's a brilliant man, and. One thing I kept, apart from my um, dark sense of humor, even when I'm down at my lowest, I still have this, um, this uh, sort of dry, dark sense of humor, which people think is weird, um, is my timekeeping. Like I was always had a sort of thing with time, um, but when I got to the military, it then escalated even more and. <laughs> I've got really bad OCD with time, like, really bad, like to the point where if you tell me a time, I will stick to it and then if you're late or if, for example, I'm running late because of traffic or whatever, oh, I go full-blown OCD madness and it really affects me. It gets me all stressed. I get all agitated, angry. It gets to the point now where like my missus won't even tell me the time if we're going out she won't give me a time she'll just say oh i'll be ready as soon as i can and i have to just accept that otherwise i start pacing around the house my dad does it but i'll start pacing and i'll be looking at my watch i'll be getting agitated she gets agitated the kids get agitated everybody gets agitated i'm like i just want to leave because we were supposed to leave five minutes ago but you're still not ready and you still haven't done your hair and I need to go because otherwise my head's going to explode. So now, yeah, that doesn't, um, that doesn't help anymore. Yeah. So it wouldn't be the Granite Zero podcast without talking a a little bit about PTSD. And earlier I had a little bit of a wobble. I'm not going to lie. Um, I got I went a bit low and I don't need, I don't know why I haven't done it for weeks. I've been taking my um CBD oil and I've been nothing but happy. Nothing nothing's really affected me. Um this morning I don't know if it was a bit of lack of sleep, but I woke up and I wasn't feeling 100%. And then this horrible sense of self-loathing and feeling useless. And then I get in my head, what sort of role model are you for your girls when you're this week? And I look at myself in the mirror and I think, you're a disappointment and a failure. And it's tough because inside I know I shouldn't be feeling like this, but it's like that part of Tomo gets forced back and... This darkness comes over and it's like, no, you'll listen to me because I'm the dark side. But little rays of light will come through and I knew it'd be a tough road. As soon as I fucking knew that I had this horrible fucking darkness, this fucking dementor that's inside me, I knew it'd be a tough road. But I also knew I'd fight because that's what I am. I'm a fighter. And it's not going to be easy because nothing is. It's, it's not easy. And sometimes I get to the point where I feel like I'm going to give up. And then I think to myself, and I know it, and I go, no, mate, you're a Thompson. And Thompsons don't give up. They don't do that. We're fighters. Your dad's a fighter. Your granddad's a fighter. Your nan's a fighter. Your brother's a fighter. Your mum is a fucking feisty fighter. And you will get through this. You have the love and support of everybody around you. Whether it's a text message from a friend that boosts you up. Whether it's a phone call or a FaceTime from your kids. That just give you that little that little something that makes you pop and go, Yeah, I'm alright. I'm safe. I'm good. Sometimes you need it. And sometimes you pull yourself out of it. And then all of a sudden you're back and you're you again. And that fight through will always be better each time you do it. And you'll feel so much better. And I mean it, so much better. And this sort of thing sort of gets onto my um, sort of next point and that is uh, getting work for veterans now the company I work for I won't mention just yet I've been asked not to but um, they're sort of looking to get involved in that sort of part of recruitment and getting uh, veteran companies They help with recruitment in to help find these guys' jobs. And I work in the security industry, so it's quite an easy um, transaction from former military life into security life because it's very similar, very structured, and you create bonds and friendships that can then last. And that's um, that's always good. And I've sort of been asked to um, become a part of that and hopefully we can get some some good candidates through. I'm going to hopefully be helping with um, the recruitment process, the interviews, that sort of thing. And the reason why they're going to try and get me involved is because I know what it's like to be, well, to be a veteran. To go through interview after interview to also if these people struggle with PTSD, <coughs> excuse me, among other things. I can help show them that it's normal to have these um, moments where you're not settled, and showing them that if I can do it, you can do it. That sort of thing and help seeing a, another serviceman within a job. It helps you feel more settled, and that's a huge thing, and it's a good thing. Hopefully, um, hopefully it all kicks off. I'll keep you posted on that. Um, If any companies are out there that want to get involved, you can uh, direct message me at Granite Zero and um, we can uh, have a conversation about it. So I've got a a little story, just a quick one to tell you. Uh, Going back to uh, my time in Kandahar. Now, I was at times... uh, the barmer commander barmer is when you go out and you um clear the path to make sure there's no ieds it might be a vulnerable point in the road that sort of thing uh, but this time i was a valon man the valon is a um, like a metal detector so i was part of a four-man team of the commander behind so we're doing our sweeps um i can't remember who it was exactly that um had the the beep um so he called the halt. we got down he started to do the uh confirmation drill saw a bit of wire called it up, so he's had obviously he's gone over some metal he's seen a wire, so we've hit the deck and we're all thinking shit, what the fuck have we got here? This could be an i d a potential i d uh then out of nowhere. I don't even believe he was the um, the um Barmer commander on this one. I think he was in a different vehicle. Up he comes. He's a corporal that will remain lameless. Has a little look. And now, this was the scary bit. So, he's come up. He's had a look. He's not even the Barmer commander. And he's... Uh, He's jumped on the area that it could be. Now not only is he putting his own life at risk where he could potentially get blown to pieces, he's put everybody on that front line of the uh, of the bomber at risk <laughs> after he jumped on it, he decided, oh this isn't an ID even though it, it could have been a pressure plate it could have been just a bit of metal. But there is also a bit of wire, which could be for an offset fucking command wire IED. So what does this fucking lunatic do? He pulls the wire. Now, my ass is going 5p 50p. 5p 50p. I thought I was going to get blown to shit. I was like, fuck, my head was down. The rest of the guys were down. And then he shouts out, that's all right, it's all clear. Oh, cheers for that, kid. Thank you fuck me oh, but yeah there's a, there's a little story for you a little story Jesus there's a, there are some mad mad people especially in the regiment I'm telling you we get a lot of shit and rightly so for things like that that is not good drills and it's not on fucking scared the shit out of me oh. right before I finish up I just want to talk about a few things and um, just the last couple of things uh, first things, I just want to mention them they're not a sponsor or anything, but you know word of mouth get them um on the map uh will help anybody out and that 's definitely veteran veteran or serving run um serving military members companies and uh obviously the first one fifty cow coffee I've spoke about them before um i've been in contact with them um and they are Veteran run, veteran owned and can't speak highly of these people, you know, send them a message, they message you back and there's a good little rapport going on there. So a big shout out to 50 Cal Coffee. Not a sponsor. Yet. (laughs) And uh, CQB. Good friend of mine, John Reeves, Keith Reeves, um, designs his own sporting clothing line he also has brilliant workouts that are on his instagram and um yeah check them out check them out cqb has got some brilliant t-shirts brilliant um workout ideas and it will help you through another quick shout out to um anthony Locke, who is the uh, author of broken by war and i haven't started it yet It might take me a while because I'm super dyslexic and reading is not my strong point. However, I'm going to smash through this book because by what I've seen online from from reviews, there's been one review out there that says it's better than the Bible. So must be pretty fucking shit hot. Um, But yeah, shout out to that guy. It's on Amazon, Broken By War. So check it out, read it, um, give him a good review. Um, I'll be giving you a review once I start reading it and I will post it on here on the Grant Zero podcast. Um, This has been a fucking brilliant podcast for me. I feel happy. I feel, well, a lot happier than I did this morning, put it that way. Um, And again, thank you so much for taking your time out of your schedule just to plug me in your ears um soon i will be getting this onto iTunes i know i keep saying it but it's um annoying and difficult for me to get onto a laptop i, I don't know if i have one at, at the minute but i got to get the artwork sorted and that's what the biggest pain in my ass is because i'm pretty much a retard when it comes to um computer work but i will get it done don't you worry it'll be on iTunes and all platforms soon hopefully Again, thank you very much for listening in and tuning in to me rambling on and talking. Talking helps. I'm telling you now. Talking helps. Getting the... You know, getting out there. Even if it's talking solidly for 40 odd minutes nearly. It helps me every time. And the fact that you guys listen and give me feedback and let me know how I'm doing, it, you know, having people message me to say cheers for the, the podcast, it's really helping me, um, and all the other feedback that I've been getting has just been outstanding. As always, troops, you have been just a breath of fresh air for me to rent rent, rant and rave and talk and just be me, and it's been brilliant. And I can't thank you enough. Thank you for all your support. And uh, I'll catch you next time. It's been emotional. (laughs) (coughs) Nah. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Tomo. And I'm out. Hello, Charlie, Charlie One. This is Granite Zero. Out.